one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back, folks. Yes, it's the Doggy Pod, and we've got something a little bit different for you today, but uh, have been missing you, have been missing talking to you, so I'm looking forward to your feedback on today's show. Good. And with me is my producer. Well, we know how much uh, Dr. Rob does does like a chat, and he has been missing talking to people. He's just wandering around the vet clinic, just talking to himself most of the time. And, <laughs> and so it's good that we've put a microphone in front of him, and, uh, and he's back for uh, another bunch of episodes for the Doggy Pod, which will be a little bit different this season because um, we've done five or six seasons of the Doggy Pod and there's a lot of information out there if ever you're looking for anything about your dog. So this new season is going to be a little bit more chatty, a little bit more pulling up a stool next to Dr. Rob at the pub and having a bit of a yak about some uh, important things. So hopefully you'll get uh, some fun out of it. That's the most important thing, and also a few little things that you can try on your dog. I mean, talking about your dog, the um, question I keep getting asked is, how's Oggy, how's August? And I've got to tell you, folks, he is great. He is really growing up. Stephen, he's seven months old now. Wow, and uh, And he's so tall. Quite a big boy. He's a big boy. Um, Just a gorgeous-natured dog. It really is. For those of you who who are just catching up, August is... Dr. Rob's new German Shepherd, um, and August is also going to be the star of uh, a movie that we're just kind of in in pre-production now, which will be shooting very, very soon. And and Oggy, August is is the star of the movie, which is pretty cool. And Dr. Rob's training him to do all sorts of really interesting stuff. Look, he can do. You'd be surprised. He's learned himself how to open the doors. I cannot unless I really lock the door with a key. Uh, just shutting the door on him on the other side of the door. What? Yeah, I'm serious. He's just taught that one himself. He just 
hops up, boom, pushes the, the handle down, and in you come. Yes, Dad, I'm here with you straight away. Oh, God, He's yes. a very clever little dog. I really do love him very much already. We've bonded extremely well. Because well, um, your first dog, of course, was a, was a German, German Shepherd. German Shepherd, yeah. yeah. My, well, when you say my first dog, I probably... I've had dogs. We'll talk about that one day when we get on to what made me become a veterinarian. But let's talk Oggy at this stage. I mean, how did I pick this dog even? And that's a question I always get asked. How did you come across the breeder or the breed or whatever? And that's really the first thing because in my practice, I do see a lot of people that have picked the wrong breed for them. They come in... What, for their lifestyle, you mean? For everything. They can't control the dog. The dog's biting other people. They can't stop it biting the neighbours or their own children or whatever it is, um, even themselves in some cases, uh, because they've picked the wrong breed to start with for their own uh, input into the dog. When you decide what breed you want, or when you're trying to decide what breed is, is the right breed for you, the one thing you've got to try and analyse, Stephen, is your own personality. You know, if you're a meek and mild person, and a, nothing wrong with being a soft person, a soft personality, but don't get a dominant breed of dog, because that dog will dominate you. Oh, really? So the yeah. dog will suss you out pretty quickly? Oh, very, straight away, and, and without even realising that the dog's sussing you out, or, or even the dog's even trying to do it. It just happens that way. You know, the dog demands something, the soft person gives it to the dog, and all of a sudden, the dog is telling people what to do and telling the owners what to do. I mean, the strangest case like that that I've ever had was a case of the um, man of the house had to sit on the floor while the no. dog sat on the lounge next to his, on, next on, to the man's on, wife on, watching TV. I'm deadly serious about this. So, Not the first case I'd heard of this either. <laughs> the, the dog would bite him if he got tried to get on the lounge. And... Uh, Yep. They had so that. the man sat on the floor yep. while the dog sits on the lounge. And they right. ended up in separate bedrooms. And they didn't want to get rid of the dog. They didn't want to put the dog to sleep. No. What should they do about that whole case? How did we change that configuration? And the man was just a <clears throat> lovely, soft, meek and mild sort of human being. Mm-hmm. And so I had to, yeah, obviously the first thing was who fed the dog? Well, guess what? It was the wife. That had to stop. From now on, ah. the person that feeds the dog would be the husband, just for starters. So, well, if, if he's the one that's sitting on the floor watching TV. Yeah, I mean, he's got to start being the dominant person that, yeah. that starts calling the shots. But you couldn't believe it. The dog would really attack him quite severely if he tried to get on the lounge. So, but so, so that habit must have started from a very young age. Oh I yeah, think. yeah. Like it was all play behaviour to start with. You know, he'd sit on the floor and the dog would be on the lounge, and that's why I went into that, into the history of it. And that yeah, was such a little puppy, soft little puppy. We left it on the, on the lounge, while I sat <laughs> on the rug on the floor. He said to me, I said, "Yeah, okay. Well, it all started at the very beginning." <laughs> yeah, there's your problem. And uh, we've got to try and retrain the dog, and that's which virtually what we had to do. We had to, yeah, the man had to put the dog on the lead and take him for walks, not the, the lady had to back off a lot. Um, had to do the little things, like when you're going through a doorway, you pull the dog back and you go through first and then let the dog through second. So oh, you're, okay. you're on point, not the dog. 
Um, and then so I've is that a, a, a blanket rule, don't let the dog go through the door? No, first. not necessarily. I mean, Augie will charge through for me, unless I say, Augie, wait, and he'll wait until I go through. So there's, yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. But if, it, if it's a case of dominance, where the dog is dominating, uh-huh. then I want to start doing other things. I made uh, the gentleman and his wife have dinner first. They used to feed the dog first. No, no, they eat first, and then the dog eats second. Oh, why, why, why would you do that? Because the dog is second in the pack. In the pack, uh-huh. who eats first? The, the pack leader goes in first and eats, and the others might try and nibble bits on the side. They always try, but the pack leader gets first first dibs on the on the kill, and the others can come in and have some later. But he will fight. The pack leader will fight for for his seat at is, the table. Is that something you would recommend to... Most people? Everybody, yeah, should. If you can, feed the dog after after the family eats. You put the food down and the dog eats. And oh. yeah, with, with Oggie... Um, I've been doing it wrong all these years. Yeah, everybody does. Everybody, <laughs> let's get the dog out of the way, feed the well, dog, yeah, and that's it. sit down and yeah. relax. Yeah. yeah, and I can understand that. You, know, you do want to sit down and relax. I do often, because I've got so many dogs to feed, I'll <laughs> often feed all the dogs first, right, they're done, um, cats are done, oh, I can sit down and relax because you don't want to get up and feed the dogs mm, afterwards, mm. which is understandable. Look, it doesn't matter in your case, Stephen, with little Molly, um, and people who have watched our Instagram and, and Facebook have seen Molly. She's just a gorgeous little dog. She's not trying to dominate. She's not trying to you know, be the number one boss in the whole clan, clan. So it's not a problem if she eats first. Mm, it's only, mm. only becomes when it becomes an issue is when... This is a dominant dog that's dominating the family. It's time to you know, take steps, take measures. Put that dog in its place. Yeah, to, to just, you know, the dog has to understand, you know, the hierarchy. The other thing I did with this person was recommend a dog uh, training place for him. Now, not I'm not saying a professional trainer where you put the dog in. Not at all. Oh. Quite the opposite. There are, around the world, there are dog clubs that will help you train your dogs volunteers that help you train your dog. Mm. These people, they don't get paid for it. They're not paid instructors, but they are instructors. They've done obedience themselves. They love it, and they enjoy training people to train their dogs, and that's what they do. You join a dog club, take your dog once a week, and then you practice what you learn at the dog club. How many hours a day do you have to practice? Mm, Five minutes twice a day is plenty. Yeah, not more. Yeah, you might do five minutes three or four times a day, but you don't do big one-hour sessions at home. Just the dog gets totally and utterly bored. Oggy yeah. gets three to five minutes, and then we stop. And then maybe a few okay. hours later, another three to five minutes, and then we stop. Some formal training for three to five minutes, that's it. Not not you know, laborious training of marching up and down the field, healing all day long. You don't want to bore the dog, but you want to be able to uh, get the dog to perform certain behaviours, and of course you reward the dog. People, oh yes, I give my dog treats. Yeah, that's okay, but don't give it treats all the time. Sometimes it's just good to say, good dog, good dog. Since I got Oggy, when I put the food down, um, you know, he, he may make him sit and wait or stay. I put the food down, we wait a few seconds, maybe a minute or so, and then good dog, eat your food. And he goes, yeah, I do that with my dog. Everyone tells me that, yes, but then... Do you keep patting your dog and do you keep saying, good dog, good dog, while he's eating? What, uh, is, what does that do? Well, all of a sudden, he enjoys meal and he is 
at the first first few weeks, he's hearing blah, 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 blah in his ear. Right. But once we bond, he can feel me patting him, and he wags his tail while he does it. Then he keeps, you know, I pat him, and he's hearing, good dog. And so he associates good dog with a good feeling. Yeah, mm. A guy years ago, a guy called Pavlov, <laughs> used to feed dogs and ring a bell. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Everybody knows Pavlov. Okay, probably. and then he, he would ring the bell without the food and they'd salivate because they associate the bell with food. Good dog, they're associating it with food. They're also associating with a good feeling. My my owner is patting me. My owner is telling me I'm good. I'm enjoying the food and this is all good. So good dog means a reward of some kind. And just the words alone are sufficient to get the dog's endorphins going and he feels good about life. So you were saying earlier about people choosing the wrong breed mm-hmm. for them, you know, yep. and and there was a story you were telling me a little while ago about, uh, you know, some people who get uh, a big dog and they want an aggressive dog because yep. they're thinking of it for security or whatever, but that That's the it doesn't, thing doesn't do. always end well. It usually ends very poorly because people don't know how to handle those dogs. They'll mm-hmm. send them off to a, a place that'll teach them to attack. Um, and that's one of the most dangerous things. I don't understand a government that wants to regulate guns but not regulate an attack-trained dog. So there are places you can go to get your dog trained to, to attack. attack. Yeah, and for me, um, you know, it should be regulated as much as a, a shotgun is regulated because you've got a loaded gun with the, the hammer cocked ready to fire. That's what you've got when you've got an attack-trained dog. You don't. Right. Oggie will never be trained to attack. But I know as, as he gets older, he will protect me. If someone came up to me and threatened me, Oggy was there. He would just know and he would interfere badly with that person. <laughs> so, yeah, Oggy has very, very sharp teeth. I yeah, but he's, isn't he friendly? He just loves everybody. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. that meets him, oh, he's so friendly. He's just so lovely. He is. That's oh. all I want from him. Protection and all those things will come as a natural instinct to the dog. But you were saying earlier there's been issues with some of these places that train yeah. attack dogs. Yeah, because it's not regulated. Like I said, it's not regulated at all. <clears throat> we're seeing some dogs that shouldn't even be trained like that to you know, really be, uh, if you like, almost... I, I don't know what happens because I've had some clients that said, oh, I've sent my dog to that place to be trained, mm. and my dog's very scared now. <laughs> well, that um, didn't work. No, yeah. it worse because it becomes a fear biter. And I don't know how they train the dog, but it can't be a correct method if the dog is now scared. Yeah, the dog's very frightened. So, so it bites sure. when it's scared. Yeah, I think that's all they do. And and, they, and you can use fear to bring out aggression. It's the worst course, thing. Yeah. It's the worst thing. But that, that's possible what some of these places do. They don't even know how to do it. Like the, the police dogs that you see, the general purpose dogs that do the attack work, don't attack. None of those dogs attack. Mm. Do you know that? They actually retrieve. They're just taught to retrieve. Okay. And if the, the man doesn't want to come down with them... They, <laughs> they retrieve the we're crook. We're going to retrieve you whether you like it or not. We're going to bring <laughs> this crook back to you. Yeah. yeah. Out come the teeth and away they go. They're not taught to bite. They're, they're, they're taught to retrieve the person. Like you know, Different command when they're retrieving a human to retrieving a dumbbell, but it's still a retrieve. It's not an overt, aggressive dog. You know, these dogs, and I've worked with these police dogs and security dogs... 
a good security dog and a good police dog allows me to do whatever I need to do to keep it healthy, which means a full, thorough physical examination. Um, yeah, the handler's there. He's holding the head just to make sure. Especially- imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. when I put the thermometer in different places. Um, but, you know, the, the dogs are very well-trained. That's that's a, a proper trained dog. A lot of people send the dog off to be trained, they get the dog back, and they don't know and don't reinforce the right commands on the dog. Especially you know, if you're sending it off to be aggressive. or You've got yeah. to know <clears throat> yeah, a few lessons for yourself. It doesn't cut it. It has to become almost almost innate behaviour in yourself. You know? And this is why dog training schools that you go on weekends or you know, one night during the week, whatever it is, they train you to train your dog. So you do the right behaviours mm. to get the correct response from your dog. And when you get that correct response, good dog. Or maybe a little bit of food, whichever, or both. In fact, you never give a little bit of food as a reward without saying good dog or whatever command you use as the command that, that makes the dog happy and wants to work <clears throat> because it, it should be motivated. You know, the dog should be motivated to work, not cowed into it or, or any other, or pulled around or slapped around or anything like that. The dog should be motivated to want to do this. And if you do that, then you've got a great training session going on. Mm. So you were saying earlier that uh, the potential owners should look at what sort of personalities they are. Yeah, I pe- assume that's the same with like across a family as well. Absolutely. People think, oh, it's how big your backyard is as to what size dog. It has nothing to do with it. The commitment is, firstly, your own personality. Secondly, how many people have you got coming and going? Have you got young kids? Young kids that bring strange kids in because then you want a really friendly dog. <clears throat> now, right. An attack train dog with strange children coming could attack those dogs uh, those, those children, children sorry yeah. <laughs> could attack well the children. it could attack any other dog too that came yeah out, absolutely they yeah. do so you, you want the right you know look at your family look at your situation and then look at your commitment are you prepared to take your dog out each day for a bit of a walk and and if you're not if you only want to take the dog out just on weekends don't get the dog it doesn't matter what breed it is yeah you should be able committed to even the shortest walk just to get the dog out and help the dog um, you know, mentally to get out of the backyard. It doesn't have to be a big, long walk, but to just mentally do it. Mm. You know, mm. Oggy gets um, usually three three type of things. He gets a bit of a session where we go out and we'll do a bit of obedience. Um, at the end of the obedience, I'll throw a ball for him for a while because that's a reward. He enjoys retrieving, he enjoys chasing the ball. 
Or we'll just go for our long walks, you know, our half hour or one hour walk. Uh, we do that either in the morning or in the one evening. One hour walk, that's very generous. Yeah, well, he loves it and, and uh, it's taking some weight off me, thank goodness. <laughs> Keeps <laughs> you healthy, true. that's, that's true. for sure. That's so, true. so it's really important. Now, so how did I pick Oggy? How did I pick that? Yeah, because you, you, you know, well, one yeah. the breed, but then two when you saw that litter yep. of gorgeous little German Shepherd puppies. How do you how say do I, that's the one? Well, it happened even before I saw the litter. The sire, I I saw his puppies all the time, and there's nothing better than knowing that the the male or the female, um, the type of puppies they throw. You know, have they had a litter before? And if they've had a few litters. Have a look. You know, you've decided on this breed. Mm. What sort of puppies is this male throwing? Are they good pups? And if they are and they're sound, they don't have hip dysplasia or they don't have knee problems if it's a small dog, they don't have um, any breathing problems. That's, all those that's sort of assuming things. it's a pedigree dog, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, I love rescue dogs. Don't get me wrong. I love mm. the breed rescue. <laughs> it's, uh, um, you know, I'll be going down to the pound this week I go down every couple of weeks to help out down there and that's just voluntary work but I enjoy seeing dogs rescued yes uh, but who doesn't if you decide on on a breed of dogs even if you decide I want a an, you know a cavoodle a cross between a cavalier and a poodle has that mother had any pups before if she has try and find out a little bit about them has the father had any pups before try and find out a little bit about those pups make sure because you get you get variations in cavoodle breeders or, or any of these breeders. Some of them do it so ethically, so correct. They have all the males and females checked for all sorts of hereditary conditions before they breed. Others, no, they get the cheapest male, the cheapest female to produce puppies to make money. Right. Uh, the ethical breeder will give you some guarantees. Yeah, they'll say, you know, if your pup develops this or that, we'll give you, refund you your money. Um, these are the vaccination certificates, these are the microchipping papers, these are the days when I worm the puppies, uh, come and have a look. If you go there to a good breeder, like with Oggy's breeder, you go there, the place is just so clean, it's pristine, there isn't dog feces everywhere. You know, I don't mind your step because there's so much dog poo on the yard. No, none of that. When I went to um, Steve and Patty's place to pick up Oggy, and I went there a couple of times, the place is always just very, very clean. That's can, important. Can I just say, and I won't mention names, but um, when we bought Molly, it was a breeder, and uh, I suspect a slightly, well, a backyard breeder, let's just say, um, and the place was disgusting. Yeah, and, and you won't horrible. do that. I won't let you do that again. <laughs> it was disgusting. I mean, we managed to get a good dog out of it. But, yes. Uh, but it was, it was gross. There mm. was dog poo everywhere and the place stunk and there were dogs everywhere and, uh, and and i've had clients that know that that's not where you buy from but i'm going to buy one of these pups just to rescue the pup out of that situation as well yeah, yeah. yeah that's what happens and uh i i've had that i won't mention it but the people that went to a a breeder oh, known for, for this problem they rescued this gorgeous little white puppy and has been a gorgeous little dog, but with lots of issues through its life. Phys- you know, physical lots, issues. Yeah, physical issues. And that, I see that quite commonly. Whereas I know if I had a problem with Oggy and I said to the breeder, we've got a hereditary problem here, they'd say, oh, please, you know, let us refund or do whatever. No, I don't want that. But they would, they would do that. Mm. And they would then make sure that they, 
steer away from those lines if they were ever going to breed again, which they will do, hopefully, and have more pups um, because they breed beautiful um, German shepherds. Mm. So so when you get there really... and you're looking at uh, how many were in the litter? Oh, was a few, weren't there? Oh, yeah, there was, um, I'm trying to remember now, something like nine or nine pups, I think it was, so, in the litter. Yeah, nine so you've got nine opportunities yep. <laughs> to take home one dog. That's It's a tough decision. Yeah, well... It's a very tough decision because, yeah, I was just looking for the right dog for temperament. I wasn't looking for a show dog or anything like that. I just wanted a dog that I would train and enjoy everything about him. And so I did go for the more gregarious, outgoing dog. Um, maybe if you based on what though? What were you doing to make to find out? Because they all would have been running around like crazy, weren't they? Uh, within reason, but Oggy came straight up. Um, and he just played with me all the time. The others would play for a while and then go away. Obviously, stayed with me. And yeah, the weird thing is, uh, the breeder said to me, "Oh, what are you going to call him?" Because yeah, my son's very attached to this little dog. And, and I said, "Well, what what does your son call him?" He says, "I oh, calls him Oggy." And I said, "No, you're not going to believe this. That's what I'm calling him, August Oggy." Really? So he had, he had his name even no, before I picked it in the way. No, absolutely, absolutely. It was just the most amazing. Um, thing that happened but yeah always look at the breeder and also get some references from about the breeder from other other people mm. uh, people mm. that bought from them and that's how I'd never do that again or people that bought from them they were great that sort of thing is very very important when you're trying to buy a puppy and of course look at the, the litter itself are they all happy and healthy shiny coats they're coming out yeah there will always be someone will do a poo is it nice and but firm? But there's always one that's quiet. Always. There's sure, always, one. There's always yeah. one that's and quiet. And there's maybe nothing wrong with that quiet one. You know, it, mm. it may suit your family more to have something that's not quite as outgoing. Uh, you've decided on a Labrador, but you don't want something that's too rambunctious. And you just might go for that quieter Labrador. Be guided by an ethical breeder. You know, if, if you've got an ethical breeder, they will want you. They won't want to sell you a dog just for the sake of it. And if you're not the yeah. right family, you're not the right home for that breed or for that dog, they won't want to sell it to you. So be guided by them. They'll help you. A good breeder is there for the life of your dog, to be honest. Mm. And I see that all the time. People that are good breeders, are, you know, the, the puppy owner can contact them about all sorts of things right through the pup's life. They certainly love to get um, photos of the puppies as they grow. They want to see photos of what the puppy's doing. Yeah. And they even want to hear about yeah, when it's time for the puppy's life to... Well, not puppy anymore, well, when, dog, when they're yeah. old. and yeah. They love to hear all of it's the whole life story. So how dog. was that moment then when you thought, yep, I've made my decision? Yep. Um, and then one last look at the other puppies and think, oh, have I made the right decision? No, I, I never thought that. I, no? Yeah, I, I looked at them at six weeks and I thought... I think you're the one. When I back, went back at big eight decision, weeks... Big decision, big oh, decision. Yeah. When I went back at eight weeks, I thought, yep, you're definitely the one. And I love the other... I wouldn't take some of the others home, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can only have so many dogs. And also, you know, that's the thing. When you're deciding on the breed, what's your time commitment? I mean, not just going for a walk and that. German Shepherd requires a fair bit of time to do training. Mm. Uh, whereas if I would have gotten a, a smaller dog, uh, doesn't require as much training... Uh, it doesn't not not as much input. So, what is my commitment to the dog time-wise? 
because that will determine if um, what sort of family dog you want. Everybody wants a good family dog. Of course. And so if you want that, uh, you've got to think about the breed that suits you. A small breed like you know, Shih Tzu or a Maltese is not going to require loads and loads of training. They're just going to fit into the family. You know, Shih Tzus are, are delightful breeds for the family. Really good breed of dog. Um, but you don't need to spend hours and hours training, nor do you need to spend hours and hours walking them because they're little dogs. They, you know, a few steps is, is a long way for these dogs compared to a few steps on the German Shepherd. Have you ever had somebody come to you with a dog that they'd just gotten and kind of said, listen, Dr. Rob, I, I think we've picked the wrong dog? Oh, yeah. Yeah, very the much. wrong breed. Or... Very, very much. And I, I counsel them to go back to the breeder. A good breeder takes the pup back straight away and refunds the money. No problem. I've had that quite a... Or um, they come in and they'll tell me, look, these are the problems we're having. And and I say, you don't like that dog much, do you? Oh, look. Uh, Just haven't connected. Yeah. yeah. And I said, the problem is it's the wrong dog for you and maybe the wrong breed for you. I'll yeah. be, I, and I say, I hate to tell you between the eyes and be so blunt... But this dog has got another 12 to 14 years in front of it and I want the dog to be happy as much as I want you to be happy and you're never going to be really happy with this dog yeah. and it's time to give it back straight away. And I've even had people that have taken dogs out with sold dogs and that have been what we thought was a good home and they run, it's just, uh, we can't, the dog's jumping all the time, it's a puppy, what did you expect? Okay. Just come straight back, please. No, no worries. I'll, I'll go and pick it up and mm, refund mm. the money straight away. No, no questions asked. That's what a good breeder will always do because you don't want that pup being in a home that where it's going to grow, grow up being a bit unwanted or a bit unloved. Yeah, they will grow on you and they will love you and you'll love them, but it's not the same when you don't have that connection. But in the end, I guess it's the most important thing is you will always feel something in your heart when you're looking at a dog and you make that choice. It's going to be, there's going to be some emotional pull, I'm sure. When you look at a, a puppy and you look into its eyes, mm. if you feel nothing, go to the police and tell them you're, you're, <laughs> you're some sort of pathological killer. Because you're a sociopath. You're absolute yes. sociopath. You look at the puppy's eyes and it doesn't matter the breed, you just fall in Well, love. see, that's the challenge though, isn't it? Because anybody looks at every puppy and you think, I want them all. So, you know, it's just yep. that thin line between the one puppy that's going to be, yet you're just giving me that little bit extra. Yeah, that's it. And look in their eyes, they will talk to you. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, thanks for that, Rob. Um, we'll be doing more of these episodes very soon. Please stand. Are we by. done? Are we done for the? Oh, we haven't even started. We're just starting. Oh, uh, folks. We've, we've okay. Got to move on. We've got things to do. Oggy's got to go back to training for the movie because Oggy's mm. doing all sorts of fun stunts for the movie. Um, so uh, yeah, we've got to get back to work. Sorry, mate. All right, off to training. See you guys. See you. Bye. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.